born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, you're listening to Karen Schoen, and this is the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, Folks, the Alliance is looking for sponsors and co-sponsors for a Florida bill, and the bill number is 1002. 2.6, that's going to be the bill number, and this is regarding the HOPE Scholarship. It seems that when they rewrote some of the education bills last year, they changed a few things. And the HOPE Scholarship is a scholarship that is designated for students who are victims of bullying and harassment. Parents can go and make their case, take their child out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools and put them in a private school or homeschool environment of their choice and get a scholarship called the Hope Scholarship along with that. Well, there were some changes made, and now the HOPE Scholarship does not reach out to homeschool kids, and we feel that that is absolutely incorrect. Uh, Homeschool parents spend just as much time educating their children as those indoctrination clinics. So the idea now is to have a bill that will include homeschooling as recipients for the HOPE Scholarship. So when you are talking to your legislators, and I know that you will, please ask them if they will sponsor or co-sponsor this very important bill. We need that to happen. And uh, we need that to happen this year. We can't let this continue. We can't force our kids into situations where we all know that they will learn nothing. We have a few good things that happened this past week, and I wanted to share them with you because I feel that that's part of education. And one is kudos to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is the governor of Arkansas. And she signed the bill that told the Chinese Communist Party, get off our land. You've got two years. Go away. We don't want you in Arkansas. And we certainly hope that other um, states will follow suit. I know in Florida, we passed a bill that says that they cannot be I think within 12 miles of a military base, but who wants communist China here, period. So that bill kind of needs a little work where it really should say no foreign investments. And remember, George Bush 41 signed an executive order 12803, which allowed foreign entities to purchase land. That is an executive order. That's not a law. And an executive order can be overturned by another executive order. So when President Trump becomes president again, we hope that he will overturn that 
bill, that executive order. Uh, we also had some good news from, believe it or not, Arizona, and Katie Hobbs signed the bill that told the, um, the, the Saudis that they can no longer pump, actually steal water from the Arizonians uh, because they were using it for their farm and not allowing the drought-ridden state to get access to their own water. Well, I was reading that article and it was good up until the last paragraph. And I thought, wow, this is a terrific concept for us to understand how they are using propaganda to change people's minds. I just wanted to read this to you. It's very short. It says that human-related air pollution is one of the key drivers of global heating. So moving away from dirty fuel, cutting meat consumption, and recycling are small but healthful ways to prevent the volumes of harmful planet-warming gases we produce annually. Folks, that whole paragraph is a lie. And what that paragraph is there for is to to change your mind, to get you to think that our gas that we need to be able to survive, oil, fossil fuel, is dirty. The industry has spent years cleaning up all of fossil fuel emissions, so that's a lie. Saying that meat consumption, protein, which comes from meat, is very important for human beings. It gives us the ability to have energy, to think. Uh, protein is a very important part of our, uh, our lives and should never be eliminated. So by trying to eliminate protein, and that would be our meat, what they're doing is trying to create compliant, lethargic citizens who will just comply to whatever they're saying. And of course, the... CO2, that is absurd that CO2 has any effect on greenhouse gases because it is emitted after warming, not before. So if something is emitted after, it can't be the cause thereof. By the way, just for a little FYI, we've had several scientists on the show, and they all say the same thing. The greatest greenhouse gas that we have is actually water, and that's 95% of our greenhouse gas, which is ignored. So once again, when you read these articles, you have to say and understand what is propaganda and what is not, and why are they trying to change and guide you? Because they want control over you. So if you know the truth and you stick to the truth, it makes it easy for us to understand and to be able to fight against them. And by the way, if you have not seen the um, video from Pierre Polyve from Canada, who is the conservative prime minister in the, in the country of Canada, then, and we hope soon will become the president, you really should because he gives you a perfect example of how to talk to these people and force them to 
uh, own up to what they are saying. So I suggest that you go and see that video. Also, you want, might want to see, especially if you are in Florida District uh, 16, Vern Buchanan, who voted against Jim Jordan, even though his constituents called his office continually and said, vote for Jim Jordan. Well, right after the uh, the election, Vern Buchanan went to the White House and was bowling. Wasn't that nice of him? So instead of sticking around and doing the people's business, it was it was more important for him to go and bowl in the White House. That man needs to be primaried. And while we're speaking about primarying, uh, there are two others that should be primaried at as well. And that would be Ken Buck. Uh, he is from Colorado District 4. And good news because his landlord, who happens to be a GOP staunch Republican who believes in MAGA, uh, evicted Ken after he refused on the behest of his constituents to not vote for Jim Jordan. And of course, we have Tom Emmer, who is the majority whip from Minnesota 6, and he is a never Trumper, and he gets a lot of his money from the, gets a lot of money from Coke Industries. And um, he is being supported by Kevin McCarthy, so you know what he's all about. We never want him to be Speaker of the House. Actually, I think it would be a good idea if we didn't have a Speaker at all, because if we didn't, then uh, maybe some of these egregious programs that we have uh, won't get funded. Wouldn't that be a good thing? But I was also thinking of something else. And uh, remember how the Democrats, no matter what you do, it's always racist. Well, Byron Donalds threw his hat in the ring for speaker. So we have the opportunity to say that anybody that doesn't vote for Byron Donalds is a racist. Wouldn't that turn the tables? Speaking of elections, I know that we in Florida think that our elections were pure and wonderful and had absolutely no problems at all. And uh, unfortunately, folks, that is not true. So I was on the call with Defend Florida, and I strongly recommend uh, recommend that you join this group as well, because they are doing amazing things to straighten out the elections in Florida, showing people what's going on, and of course, giving what is what we can do about it, which is really what is very important. They had a gentleman on uh, the show and uh, on their conference call, and his name is Jovan Pulitzer. And he is a technician who actually is an inventor and has worked with a lot of the technical things that are involved in our elections that we have absolutely no idea how they work. We have no idea what effect they have. We have no idea what is actually going on. And when somebody lies to us and says, no, the modems are not connected to the internet, we agree with them because we're not technical people. Well, Jovan gave such an incredible 
understanding of the elections that I invited him to join me today and to explain a lot of the technical part in language that we can all understand so that when we hear these things, we will have the ability to say, no, that's not right because. So thank you so much, Jovan, for joining me today. And I really appreciate your explanation of the technical glitches that occurred in Florida where we thought nothing happened. Thank you for having me. And I'm really happy to be here. And isn't it interesting? We, uh, many people just uh, think a little too loosely about our elections or think it's just a glitch or it was just a hiccup when in fact we've been under constant attack for decades and decades in our elections. And there is not one single precinct in the United States of America, one single county that is not affected by bad elections at all. I, I, I'm, I'm in shock as you're saying that I am. And I'm not because I knew there was funny business going on, but hearing it and then actually seeing it and understanding it is more egregious than I even thought. Well, I think people that a few things, let's kind of go back just a little bit. Something you said er earlier about propaganda. People need to understand that we've been under a forced long-term attack in the United States to undo our great nation, to actually destroy our nation. One of those things that happened was during the Obama administration, when he basically redid our smith Munt Act. It's actually uh, the act in America, the law, that says if you're in the media, you uh, have to basically tell the truth and you can't fabricate stories just for the sake of news. Or, you know, you would actually uh, could be charged with a crime. Well, during the Obama administration, he undid what is called the Smith Munt, M-U-N-D-T, Munt Act. And he basically relinquished uh, control of all of media, saying you can say whatever you want. And also, by the way, the government can actually tell you, instruct you, and hire you to say certain things that it believes are in the good of the public and you to propose to uh, basically purport it as a, a news story. Now, that's why all of a sudden when President Trump came along, when the news used to say they were not biased and they were fair and balanced, that's why you saw this big coming out of the media. They could say the most horrible things they wanted and get away with it. It's because the laws that govern that in the media in America got repealed during Obama. Well, many things happened during the Obama era. The most important thing I believe that people need to understand about elections, and I want you to think of it like your car. I want you to think right now to your car sitting in your driveway, sitting in your garage, parked out in the street, wherever it is. Can that car on its own go out and run over somebody in the street? Well, the answer is no, it cannot, because it takes a person to be involved. Now, put a person in that car and compromise the person's individual programming. Let's say they're drunk, they're high, or they're just homicidal and want to run somebody over. Well, then that car can be used as a weapon 
to do a dastardly deed. Same thing if you're a gun owner. Your gun is not going to hop out of your nightstand or your gun vault or whatever and just go randomly kill somebody. It has to have people with bad programming involved. Now we'll go to our elections. Voting machines do not change votes. Now, I know that's contrary to what many people hear about elections. They think the voting machines change votes. Well, that's a decided ploy of propaganda because here's the deal. Number one, you don't actually vote on what is considered a voting machine. See, that one simple word of machine changes the entire context of whether you're able to enforce it or not. When in fact, what we use is we use many different machines that are all subject to a wide range of programs. And those programs are compromised by people, compromised by nefarious actors. Even the paper can be compromised. And so one of the big con games in the United States of America is the fact we keep on talking about voting machines. And it's not about machines. And that's what I try to get people to understand. And I'll give you a prime example. And first off, I, did, I, and I want you to understand, especially in Florida, people have really great confidence in their elections. And you know what? We should be questioning our doctors. We should be questioning our government. We should be questioning all these international actors and who we give our money to. It's time to question and stop just blindly believing. But let's just look at this particular scenario. Let's take the GOP for a moment. I would have, I've always been a Republican all my life until the 2020 election. Now I just basically call myself a constitutional conservative. The reason I do that is because I believe to have what happened in 2020 and again in 2022, it took a uniparty. It did not take just one party. You, you have both sides working with each other. So now let's look at this. Let's take the number one thing that right now the GOP is pushing on people. Let's bank the vote. We got to get out. We got to beat the Democrats at their game. And we've got to bank the vote, which means you've got to get out to people. And you've got to get them to early vote. You got to get them, et cetera. You got to harvest ballots, whatever the case may be. But let's just look at that for one simple moment. And you'll kind of understand how all this works. Even though the GOP is saying a very catchy phrase, bank the vote, get it into the bank. We know we have it. We have it ready for the election. Here's what they're not saying, which is what's really nefarious. They're saying, we love mail-in voting. Remember, there is no vote to bank early if they don't have all kinds of mail-in ballots going out. Now, let's look at that one phenomenon. And I'm decidedly going to take you on a journey that is completely away from the machines at the moment. Let's go to the full forensic audit I did in Arizona. And you had 2 million roughly voters in Arizona, they said there were 2,089,517 voters. Now, Maricopa County is one of the counties, and I just use this for teaching purposes. 70% of their county 
is a mail-in ballot. And these days, early voting and mail-in voting have become synonymous. They, they become interchangeable with each other. So in Maricopa, they sent out all these ballots for the 2020 election. Well, after the election, when you look at something as simple as how many of those ballots went out, but the post office sent them back to the county and said the following, no such person, no such address, deceased, unknown, or moved and left no forwarding address. Those are called duns, rejections. While Arizona, for 16 months after the 2020 election, kept on refusing to report how many of those rejected ballots through the post office came back. Well, as we're doing our investigation, and finally, when the county said, okay, we got 56,000 of them back that were you know, rejected for whatever reasons. Well, two things. They're supposed to keep those ballots for 22 months so they can be investigated, but they're also supposed to clean those up off the voting rolls. Well, number one, they couldn't put their hands on any of those ballots, not a one. They said they gave them back to the printer, and then the printer said, oops, we destroyed them, which they're not supposed to do. However, when you look through the post office and the election commission's numbers, they said there were 110,000 ballots that were rejected. Now, that's how the post office is keeping track of them as well. Now, why do I even bring this up? Because if we take the post office numbers of 110,000 ballots came back, and if you understand the simple premise that if your state, your county, whatever, sends you a mail-in ballot, they're basically saying, hey, if this comes back, we're going to count it as a vote. So you have a ballot packet. That's what goes out the door. It arrives at your house. You open it up. Out of the ballot packet, you take out the return envelope, the security envelope, and the ballot. You vote it. You put it back in the security envelope, and you sign it with an affidavit to say, yes, this is me, and you send it back. If it comes in under those circumstances, they're going to count it. Well, why does this matter? Well, because in Arizona alone, there were 110,000 of those that went missing. That means nobody, after they came back from the post office, nobody can tell where they went. Well, you know and I know, if I just drop on you 110,000 ballot packets and you can get a hold of them, all you do is open the envelope, pull out the return envelope, pull out the ballot, vote it, scribble on the affidavit, and you just drop it back in a drop box. That's what ballot bills made. And so there's this whole underground industry of overfluff in ballots, and it is literally a perfected crime, meaning it is almost impossible to detect. Why? Because it is an illegal vote executed on a perfectly legal ballot. Now, if you notice that in, in, in Arizona, the supposedly Donald J. Trump lost by 10,500 votes, then I ask you, if there's 110,000 of those that went missing, don't you see how dangerous just that one thing is by itself? And I never mentioned the machines. I never mentioned software. I never mentioned programs. We just, in that one sample, talked about excess printed ballots.
Wow. But that didn't happen in Florida. Florida had perfect elections. Our elections were secure. That's what they've been telling us for the last two years. So we have no changes that we have to make in the state of Florida. Isn't that true? Well, you have to. The, I, I, I tell people this. Look, we're fighting for our very country. We're fighting for the continued survival of the country we love, the greatest country in the world. We're, you know, at any one time, we have 140 countries trying to break into our borders. And it's not because we're the worst. It's because we're the best. But you're not going to have officials admit anything is wrong for several reasons. They're worried about being implicated in a crime. Most of them, unfortunately, are dumber than a stump at how our elections are run and know nothing about it. And then they worry about, oh, my God, did I get into office with fraudulent ballots? So, see, even investigating it kind of puts them in the crosshair because there is a very uh, possible chance that some of these people got into office through nefarious ballots. Now, that doesn't mean they're criminals. Somebody else could have got them in just because they knew they would be flexible enough or it's their type of candidate. It doesn't mean that a candidate's involved in it, but this is so widespread and so easy to do that lawmakers are mortified having to look at it. So they rather sweep it under the rug and just hope that we can continue to outvote the fraud. But the problem is we cannot outvote the fraud. You're absolutely right. And this is a really, really serious thing. So I'm going to ask you if you will join me at the next segment and we can discuss what we can do about it. Because if we continue in this vein, we'll never get good guys elected. We'll never get our preferred candidates elected and our elections will never be secure. So, folks, don't go away. We will be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Jovan, where can people find you to, uh, to read some of the things that you have discovered? I broadcast every day on Rumble. So it's just rumble.com forward slash my name, Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N, Pulitzer, P-U-L-I-T-Z-E-R. So uh, rumble.com, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. And that is wonderful. So don't go away, folks. And also, by the way, get out your pens and paper because you're going to want to take some notes in the next segment. And one of those notes would be to make sure that you visit the a website called politicsthatwork.com, and you can check your legislator's voting record. You want to see what they have done so that you would want to know whether or not you want to continue to vote for that person. And then we should also be checking out another website called opensecrets.org, where they are charting the money. Where are these people getting their donations from that make them listen to their donors and not their constituents? So two very important websites. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Topix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. 
For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Again, we are looking for sponsors for bill number 1002.6, and that is regarding the HOPE Scholarship. Please talk to your Florida legislator and see if they can become a sponsor. Also, it is extremely important that we vet, we pay attention to the actions of our candidates. They will say one thing to get elected, and then when they get to their respective seat, they will vote a different way. We don't want to continue with the same people over and over again just because they were there before. Two wonderful websites that you should be looking at are 
politicsthatwork.com. And there you can check their voting records and opensecrets.org. And there you can check their donors. Both are extremely important. Uh, I just read over the break that the Rasmussen poll said at 66% of likely voters are concerned about cheating in next year's elections in 2024. Well, being concerned and doing something are two different things. So I have asked Jovan Pulitzer to come back and join me again and let us talk about what we can actually do to correct this mess that has been going on for years and years and years as others, not ourselves, are electing our candidates. Uh, Jovan is an award-winning inventor who has has several patents and has studied elections and hopefully can offer us some remedies. Jovan, thank you so much for sticking with me and Stay and let us get right into what can we do about this mess. Happy to be here. Thank you. Let's uh, go look at, you have to think of our voters as the bank account of America. One, literally, when we elect officials, we're giving them a blank check to use us as, as cash in their account to pay for things that they're doing. When you think of it as an account standpoint, and you think about fungibility, meaning an asset, you have to understand that for a very long time, our voting funds, meaning us, has been manipulated and multiplied very nefariously. Give you a good example. It is estimated right now that there's about 21 million bad, nefarious, inauthentic, invalid voters registered to vote in the United States of America. Now, when you understand that number alone, and you understand that in most elections, the officials may lose with a thousand votes, 2000 votes, most uh, in under a thousand votes, then you realize that with that much fat on the voter rolls, Every single election in America, if somebody knows where that fatness, that fungibility is, can be compromised. So the very first thing to do and the immediate thing you can do is you've got to pay attention to your voter rolls. Now, let's kind of take this off. You, you, A lot of people are saying, hey, let's get rid of the voting machines. Let's melt them into prison bars. Great chant, but can it be done in reality? Well, in reality, it can't be done in time for the 2024 election at all because you have to go through legislation to do it. Many of these um, counties and states require that machines are used in the elections. So if you think about it from a legislation standpoint, you probably have a two to a three-year battle ahead of you to try to get rid of the machines in any sense to try to curb what's wrong in elections. So, we're well past 2024 with that. The next thing you have to deal with is, you know, states are saying, well, we've got to really crack down on voter ID and we've got to do this. And I agree with that. But when you think of all the things such as cracking down on voter ID or making sure they check signatures properly, et cetera, 
you're still dealing with a process legislatively that can take a couple of years. But every one of those steps demand that you include the lawmakers in on the process. That means you've got to get their approval and participation. Now, there's only one thing you can do as an American patriot and voter that does not require their approval. And that is to go through the steps to investigate and validate your voter rolls. So let me give you a few examples of it. Number one, when you go into your county and you get your voter rolls, what you can't do is, like a lot of people have done and wasted tremendous time, you can't look through them all and say, we think these 1,000 addresses look funky, so this is a bad voter. Well, no, that doesn't mean it's a bad voter. It just means, in theory, it looks funky to you. Let's keep on going. In Wisconsin, you had somebody release a report that we found 50,000 illegal voters on the voter rolls. No. In that particular scenario, they found 50,000 addresses that happened to be apartments that didn't have an apartment, a number associated with them. Now, does that mean that it was a nefarious voter or a bad voter? No, it doesn't. And this is where we fall short. We have to to go deeper. I'll give you an example. You can't just send in a spreadsheet to your county recorder or your election officials offices or your board of supervisors and say, we think these people are bad. Take them off the voter roll. The system doesn't work like that. But if we go back to this one about apartments, what could you do? Well, let's say in your state that you found a list that happened to be apartment addresses And in fact, they did not have the apartment number. Well, that's not an illegal vote, as is it's just an incomplete address. But that's where the work begins. See, if you match that type of work with direct physical canvassing or return receipt letter writing, then you could actually, in fact, vet every one of those apartment buildings. Nothing stops you from going to an apartment building and speaking with a manager and say, I'm trying to confirm Joe Blow here. I don't have his apartment number. I got to get this to him. What uh, does Joe Blow live here? If they tell you, no, there is no Joe Blow here or moved away. Well, then that's where you do your documentation. And when you think of it from an investigative standpoint that, well, proof is in the pudding, You have to start creating proof files, proof files. And with proof files, when you've gone to the extent to vet the address, to vet the person, to vet that it's bad, you've got to build a case file just like you're going to judge in a court to prove it. You should have not only affidavits, you should have documentation from the post office that Hey, yeah, we have no delivery for that person or documentation from the apartment owners. Nope, no such person here. Only when you go to that extent, yes, doing the job that the elected officials should be doing but can't, that's when you're going to be where you can get traction. Now, let's say you find a thousand of these and you clearly document no such person at this address 
hasn't lived there, doesn't live there. If you go to that extent, you've now changed the tables quite a bit. And the tables you change are, at that point, you go on the offensive, and it allows you to basically schedule a court date with a writ mandamus, and you go before a judge and say, we have vetted our voter rolls. Here are these 1,000 people. Here's all our evidence, judge. We proved they don't exist. They don't live there. They have moved away. We can't find them. And here is all the documentation, not a spreadsheet, documentation. Then you can get a judge to make a ruling based on your laws that are on the books, where the judge then in turn tells the county, you must remove these voters from the voter rolls. Now, let's say you don't do that. That's a thousand ballots in this example that are going to go out the door or be available for voting because you did nothing about it. That's the ammunition and the gun. We know where the gun is. We have to take away the ammunition because if we take away the ammunition, it makes the gun not be something you have to be afraid of. And the problem is we're just not diving into it enough. It's not enough to say these look funky. It's not enough to say, well, I ran everybody's name and I can't find this name anywhere else. You've got to get out and you've got to put boot to ground and you have to start verifying these people in or verifying these people out. Now, it's not hard to do. You know, it's not hard to begin looking at voting addresses on Google Earth. Just look them up. You have all the tools. But when you start finding that, hey, you see this address here? just like we have in Arizona, one address that has 2,000 voters registered to it. It's an empty corner lot. Nothing's there. Uh, but they still mail ballots there. Well, the bigger problem is, besides nobody living there, is there's no mail drop. So where do those ballots go? Somebody's forwarding them some there. Well, we found out they forward them about six blocks down the road, which ballots aren't supposed to be forwarded. If you you got to get your gumshoe on. You got to get out there and you've got to prove these things. You've got to, to look up addresses and find where you have 10 people voting from one address. And you've got to get to that address, know who those 10 are, and try to verify those 10 in or out. But you have to track them down. You have to see where they are, who they are, and you have to build a defendable case. When we get that level of attention to this, we will begin getting results. You know, there are apps out there right now that will say, oh, here, you know, if you saw something wrong with the election, report it here. And we'll send it to uh, the AG. Does that do anything to fix the election because somebody made a report? No, I would imagine not at all. Not at all. It doesn't fix a thing. Does it fix anything to keep repeating rumor? Not at all. You know, sometimes you have to get out. You have to try to identify your dead voters. And you have to go find their tombstone. You have to go find their obituary. We've even had to go find living relatives and get signed affidavits that this is my child and they died 12 years ago. 
if we're not willing to go to the extent to ferret this out and do proper documentation, we will never get it fixed. And you cannot expect that you're going to send some willy-nilly spreadsheet into your head of elections because what you've done for them is you've manufactured an excuse. What's that excuse? They'll say, oh, thank you very much. We'll investigate this. Do they ever investigate it? No. But they can always say, well, we're still looking into it. Then you go back two months later. Well, we're still looking into it. And you go back six months later. Well, I'm short for staff right now, but we're about to get on it. Let's stop manufacturing excuses for these people. So this is the real boots on the ground. The only way to do it is to do it. And this is probably the most important thing I would think that we as citizens must do if we're going to save, quote, save our country, because you have laid out a perfect program of how the votes are being stolen. And if we want to stop, we've got to stop. And it's up to us. Yes, we have to. You have to like, you know, you can get on Google Earth. And you could just start looking through your voters. Just look up the physical address. You'll get a street view. Well, when you're on Google Earth or even a real estate site, they'll show you a map version of it and likely has a street view. Well, what do you find? What do you do when you find out it's a mail shop or it's a convenience store? Document it. Document it. Go to the very site and confirm that address and document it out. Hey, this is a convenience store. You can't have a registered voter at a convenience store. But see, we're we're thinking, okay, we can look these up and we run it against business list and we run it against this. And you got 83 voters at a Mexican restaurant. Well, okay, that's bad enough as it is. But take those names go into the Mexican restaurant, verify that they're not even working there or they don't know what it is or they're not an owner and stuff, instead of just saying, well, we found 83 voters here and it's a Mexican restaurant. We've got to go the extra mile if we want this cleaned up. It's up to us. It's not up to anyone else. They're not going to do it. The government doesn't have the systems in place to do it. The government does not want to do it because there's political capital if you know where all the fungibility is it is up to us if we're going to save our great nation okay there were multiple lawsuits at the end of the 2020 and 2022 election and the courts came back and said well you don't have standing what's going to stop them from doing the same thing again well see very few people understand what the meaning of standing is they just assume the court looked at it and the court said, nope, this is no good. You don't have standing. So many people are not educated on standing. Let me give you an example. Somebody files a lawsuit in their county and they file a lawsuit and say, we are filing this lawsuit because of this election fraud. And they go through all the motions and they get to court. And the judge says, sorry, you don't have standing. Well, let me give you a definition of that particular standing. You see, to say something is fraud means you have found a criminal act, means it has been adjudicated. 
in a state's terms in elections, only the attorney general or the secretary of state or a court of law can say that it was, in fact, fraud. Well, what do we already know about your suit? It didn't go through the attorney general. It didn't go through the secretary of state. And you haven't already been to court. So what happened? The moment you use that word fraud, because everybody's saying it, you basically lifted your local election out of its state's jurisdiction, and you have now thrown it up to the federal level because fraud in elections gets investigated at the federal level. Well, what happens at the state level? Sorry, you don't have standing. Oh, very interesting. And most people never understand it. It's it's words. That's why we have to stop saying, oh, you see this chart? You see this chart and you see that spike and it looks like an F? That's fraud. Well, let's talk about that F chart that everybody's seeing with the blue and the red F and the spike in it that makes the F. That's fraud. Uh, no, it's not. Let me tell you why it's not fraud. There are no rules of when the ballots have to be run in. None. If a state decided to run in 100,000 at one time, although it looks nefarious and looks overnight, they actually could. There are no rules that they can't. But see, when you focus on the machines, you're not focused on the ballots. You've got to look at the ballots. Secondly, all of those charts that showed the F and this is it and it's fraud, well, that was public data. That was the Edison data. That is not the legal data from the election. Basically, that's about 2,000 students across the United States, most of them in high school. They get a part-time job during the election. They're calling the states trying to get updated reports in real time. Many errors are made in that all the time. It's just a media kind of tool to try to stay up to date, but it's not the actual voter data. So how can you take something that's the basis of a poll, the basis of a query, and it looks odd, but again, you declare it's fraud. You can't. And what happened is so many people were ill-equipped for fighting this in a court of law, ill-equipped for how it happens, and we got barraged media bombarded it's the machines it's the machines. see this insertion of votes no it never was and because you took that as lock stock and barrel and you repeated words without understanding words have meanings especially in a court of law you lost the fight and i'll give you a good example all of us expected attorney general Barr to look at this and go, wow, look at it. Look at this fraud. We've got to investigate it. So let me tell you how, how it happens. If you and I together found in Florida that our candidate lost by 100,000 votes, and we knew that those votes were dead people, illegals, etc., right? And so let's say you and I, on our own, we found 90,000. 90,000 illegal votes. Well, you and I are thinking we go to the lawmakers, we go to the Board of Supervisors and say, look at all this crime. We got to ferret it all out. Well, let me tell you how that the law is in the books. Remember when Attorney Barr said, we did investigators, we looked at it, and we believe there was not enough fraud to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. How many times have you heard that? 
we do not believe that there was enough fraud to make a material difference in the outcome of the election. So let me tell you how the law works. See, the law says you have to prove, prove there was enough fraud or bad votes that went on to materially affect the election, meaning to completely change the vote. Well, you and I think there's 100,000. You and I found 90,000. The law says you have to find theirs on your own. They are not obligated to help you. They are not obligated to assist you. So if you and I walk in with 90,000, but our guy lost by 10,000, I want to let you know we haven't found enough to make a material difference to change the outcome of the election. And that's how the law is written. Wow. Well, I think uh, we need to have a little education, but but from what I'm gathering from what you're saying is that if we're going to do anything to affect the 2024 election, we have to start today looking for all of those addresses that we all know happened in every county, in every state in America, and we have to get boots on the ground to go and verify those addresses because that would be something that can be done immediately. Right. We got to get we got to be responsible, get down to our own selves locally, take responsibility for this, fight for your life like you're fighting for your life to defend yourself from a murder case. And you bet if that was the case, you'd be bringing incredible evidence. Quit talking in theory and quit think because you saw somebody on a podcast or you saw somebody at a symposium that they know what the hell they're talking about. We've never faced this before. We've got to get serious about this. And it comes down to knowing how to do it in the right manner. That's how we get traction and save our country. And one of the ways to learn how to do it in the right manner would be to go to your website, your Rumble. So please tell everyone where they can find you because this is something, folks, this is up to us. If we're going to fix anything, look in the mirror because you're the guy that's going to be fixing. That's right. So, I do two things. I broadcast every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, seven days a week. You can find that at rumble.com forward slash Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, just like the 70s cologne. But no, I don't smell like that when I sweat. Hutton, <laughs> H-U-T-T-O-N, which is my middle name. Like E.F. Hutton, maybe you should listen to me. And then Pulitzer, just like the prize, but I'm more like the free parting gift if you hurry up and order now. So rumble.com forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. If you want to get training on this and you want to be trained what to look for in your counties, remember there's 174,000 or 175,414 precincts in America. We only have 80,000 poll watchers. We don't need people to watch this we need people to understand how it happens to get to the bottom of it i do a training academy to teach people things like i just told you that i guarantee you've never heard before because we're not teaching the right things and that's at fireaxe f-i-r-e-a-x-e dot academy just like dot com fireaxe.academy and if you wanted to go there and join up you go through a training program that i give you to teach you all these different ways that our elections are compromised so my job is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. So we have somebody in your county that actually knows what they're talking about and can help lead people out of this mess. 
Thank you so much, Joven, for joining me today. This has been a wealth of information. We really appreciate it. And uh, folks, I strongly suggest that you go to Fire Axe Academy and get trained and learn how to do it. Put a group of people together and check your county, your precinct. Remember, politics starts local and that is up to us. So thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, I will see you again next week. This is Karen Schoen, and you have been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. GoFLCA.org is their website. Get your kids out of those public schools. They are a disgrace. Learn about the micro school. It's easy, it's simple, and you can be an educator of your child. Imagine if our children understood what voting was about and understood the importance of voting. We wouldn't be in a mess like we're in right now. Also, I strongly suggest that you go to Defend Florida, and that's defendflorida.org. They have also wonderful training programs and are concentrating on some legislation. We have to do things simultaneously. You can't do one without the other. So thank you all, and I will see you again next week. I'm America. Yes, America.